everybody, and welcome to another super fun episode of Bottled Up, a wine Woo! podcast. Woo! Sort of. Uh, I'm Sean <laughs> Linehan, one of your lovely hosts, and I'm joined here today by my co-host. Jen Waring! I'm also lovely, but mainly because I finally showered. <laughs> You're oh, welcome. wow, you just had to one-up me right off the it's bat. The lo- it's the just... Lord's Day. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Lord's Day that oh, we're man. recording it's uh it's way past the lord's day that you're listening friends so if you haven't showered yet the lord is angry <laughs> please please take a shower before you drink along with us although uh, it's a podcast so it doesn't really matter i can't yeah smell who cares you. yeah oh, ditto sh- smell you later yeah hopefully Probably. we Maybe. will smell you later <laughs> with vaccines and whatnot and <laughs> it'll it'll get there we'll get there friends how are you doing today jen i'm all right how are yeah. you i'm good i'm i'm yeah it's been a nice weekend I feel good, good and relaxed. It's nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's lovely. I learned that um a neighbor halfway down the block has been um shooting raccoons with a BB gun uh oh, at four or nice. five in the morning. Um where do I live? I don't even understand I, what happens on this block. It's so bananas. So we now know who the next Dexter is gonna be. Right? Like um, sir, do you not just want to call an exterminator like a normal human? It's ridiculous. Seriously, stop with the animal cruelty. It's a, it's, yeah, and also, like, are you cleaning those up later? Like, what's happening with that? Like, it's not okay, friend. No. Um, so, yeah. Public anyway. service announcement. Don't shoot raccoons with BB guns, anybody. It's so not necessary, friends. Just not necessary. There's humane traps. There's animal control. There's lots of ways to deal with it. You don't need to get an air rifle. You really don't involved in this, and also just leave them alone, you bastards. Yeah, like, they eat your garbage. It's who fun. cares? You're not like, eating it. It's like people who hate possums, and I'm like, they eat ticks. Have you ever They're... had to pull a tick off a dog? Let the possums, the possums live. Yes, they are important, vital parts of an urban ecosystem. Amen. Now, my mom, who just found a tiny mouse in her sink, um, oh, was it taking a bath? Well, it was mostly dead because oh, okay. uh, she sent me a photo. But um, she was like, I don't understand where it came from. Uh, I, I bought artichokes <laughs> at the store. And I was like, well, how small is it, mom? Did it hide in the artichoke? <laughs> and then uh, she called at about 1130 because they were trying to cross the light over that's over the sink. Oh. And it's got a hole in the plastic. And they were falling, literally falling out of the sky into her sink. <laughs> It's like a carnival ride for mouses. I know, <laughs> except it doesn't end well. So no. there's the... <laughs> It's like in Beverly Hills Cop 3 when the kids fall out but manage to hang on for a whole act while Eddie Murphy climbs varying things. My mom's Eddie Murphy in this story. It's so great. You're still on the Beverly Hills kick, Cop kick here. <laughs> no, it just hasn't left me how bad it was. <laughs> Three, just why? Why did it happen, folks? You know, because... I don't know, capitalism or something. God loves a trilogy. It's not technically a trilogy. Anyway, let's talk about wine. How, what yeah. wine would go best with Beverly Hills Cop, do you think? It's oh, a little spicy. Man. It's a little spicy. It's, it's Well, the first one. Let's, let's pretend what wine would go well with the first one. Okay. Uh, I think what we're going to drink today would go well with the first I, one. I think so, too. A theory we could even test later and report back on. (laughs) (laughs) Get that on Patreon. Um, But if there's any wine, if there's any movie that makes me think of a traditional German wine. (laughs) It is the Beverly Hills Cop. 
Right. And it's because what's her fate? Brigitte Nielsen is in it. She exactly. may not be German. I don't have an I, idea. I, I don't think so. I think she's Russian, but I learned that from Rocky Four. So <laughs> it all and it all ties back. But <laughs> as, if you haven't guessed, dear listeners, we are drinking Riesling. Woo! Or we're not yet. We haven't yet. cracked it open yet. Yes. But yeah. we are excited to crack open some Riesling. It is a Wein Wiese history. Deep um, history and deep. lots of controversy and lots of feelings. Little did you guys feelings. know. Oh man, like for years, Riesling's just been written off. Written and people off. Are like, what is that? What is that tall, skinny bottle of grossness? But there's a deep history and there's so much variety in Riesling. Oh my God, it's like the real housewives of Rhine Valley. <laughs> the Rhine Gal wives. <laughs> I'm just going to do really bad German accents. I think we both are, and we yeah. should maybe just apologize now. Yeah, if, and if we have any people. German listeners, I know we actually do have some listeners in Berlin, uh, so I do apologize. So, sorry. Sorry, right off the bat. Uh, we're sorry, but we're really not. Because um, my last name is Verhung, so why doesn't everybody just step yeah. off? I was born in Nuremberg. I mean, See, there you go. So counts, we both right? clearly have rights to do a bad <laughs> accent. <laughs> Obviously. So Riesling, it's great synonymous with germany it is it, it's like it's their most famous grape it's what drives their wine culture especially in the rhine uh in in Spaltz and baden and rheingau it, you know um all through that kind of area it's super and it, famous it, ha it has for a very long time as yeah, you know as you know 14th? friends i like to google dumb things and uh it was 1435 kids that our friend klaus kleinfisch who was an administrator, I'm gonna keep going, of Johann, the Count of Katzenbogen. Keep going, <laughs> bought, keep going. He bought a new white grape variety from a vineyard in Rosselsheim <laughs> for 22 shillings. 22 shillings, now adjusting for inflation, I didn't think that's going to be somewhere around two thousand dollars for that's a vine. That's math I'm not prepared to do. I actually uh, completely made that up. No, I believe you. <laughs> um, but it, so they 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 have records of the invoice because if there's anything about Germans that we know, they're very organized and they keep very everything. Very organized. Yeah. I have my father's hospital bill from when he was born. It cost five bucks to circumcise him. My grandmother kept it in perfect, perfect. Wow. Right? I mean, that's wow. a ger very German thing to do. So they still have the invoice. And in this invoice from 1435, the name Riesling hmm. is mentioned for the first time. For the first time. 1435. That's, that's crazy. That's so long ago. And like, it's and we're so long ago. Still growing. It's come in and out of vogue a few times, uh, a few hundred times throughout the years. <laughs> I was going to say, um, probably more than that. I mean, it was, yeah, 100 years later, our friend... Hieronymus Bach. Oh yeah, Hieronymus Bach. We know who we all we all him. know was a German botanist, physician, and Lutheran minister. So and a lot of a lot of plant based ministering, I think, <laughs> is what I imagine. And God said, "Let the plants grow." Um, I think it just means he drank a lot and then proselytized. <laughs> but he also do. he uh, he used the word Riesling um, in 1546 in various estate record books. There's actually, there's a fun uh, uh, painting or etching 
one of those uh, of <laughs> like some Germans standing next from the 1500s of some Germans standing next to a tree and some grapevines and and Riesling is written under it as well. I bet I bet Bach was also an artist and it just wasn't mentioned in his bio because he was I, I a little ashamed was. of that. You know, he had the physician yeah. thing. He dabbled in art. His parents were sad. Yeah. You know, Jesus doesn't like art. No, 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 not German Jesus. Lutherans are not big on art. That's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) They have lunch at noon. (laughs) Exactly at noon. (laughs) Exactly. That's my whole life with my grandparents. Lunch was at noon, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So, So yeah, I mean, that's that's over 500 years. If you do math sometimes. Sometimes we do that. It's true. But like for a wine that's, that old or a grape that's that old that's been producing wine for that long there's got to be some crazy rules about it right um and also <laughs> uh germans <laughs> and also germans well every every country has yes, its kind sorry. of its wine rules um the eu tried to kind of consolidate and standardize it but every country has their own thing france obviously has their system which we've touched on briefly and maybe someday we'll delve into a little deeper but germany is germany is on a whole other level like like we'd have to make this podcast like seven hours long level friends just man (laughs) picture (laughs) picture a big circle we're gonna go over the in broad strokes the the categories of german wine so in broad strokes picture a big circle and on the outside of the circle it says landwein and that's just like this is German wine. Great. A step up in quality. So close in a smaller circle. You've got Qualitzwein, which is like, okay, this is stuff that's a little more regulated. It's got more rules behind it. The grapes are picked better. You know, stuff. We're a little so, more proud of it. We told our parents yeah, about it. That quality, kind of quality. Qualitzwein. Yeah, quality grape. And then you go even narrower. And this is where a lot of the really good Rieslings come in. You've got the Pratigetzwein, which is... Like <laughs> these grapes were picked at this hour with this amount of sugar and they were processed for this long. And it's very, very specific. And there's it, within the product that's fine. There's different levels uh, that have to do with the sweetness and when it, when it's actually picked. And I mean, it reminds food. me of our episode 10 discussion yeah. of ice wine a little bit because exactly. you, like the, like the place in Canada where they, it's like, you got half an hour, go, go, go. <laughs> that was in Mosul. Yeah. That was in, in Germany. In Mosul. <laughs> oh, that um, one. Right. Sorry. We were talking about Canadians. We were talking but about again, Cap, Cap yeah, yeah, It was uh, the Germans with the rules. So make pick some now, now, now. <laughs> now! You, know, you have Nine. to pick and crush immediately because if that ice, those frozen grapes thaw, it's no longer ice wine. It, yeah, crazy rolls. Uh, and then in the interior of your our big circle and our little circle and our littler circle, there's a teeny <laughs> tiny circle called VDP, which is the best mm. wines mm-hmm. of Germany. Um, really, really high quality. A lot of Riesling in there, a lot of Sylvaner in there. Uh, white wines that can age for decades and decades and decades. I had uh, four or five years ago, a Riesling from 1981. That, yeah, like, that's and, decades, kids. And it was absolutely fresh and beautiful. It had a golden amber color, but it didn't have any of that cooked reductive taste that you expect with aged white wine. Uh, it was really, really nice. And that just goes to show that these rules are there for a reason. It and is, it, and and since the beginning, Johan, our friend Johan of Kratzenbeugen, which is probably different than I said it the first time, let's be honest. Uh, he was, you know, the fourth. He was also the last of his line. I did find that out, unfortunately. Oh, his, I like did not his, know that. He and his wife had one son, and then the son 
did have sons, but they predeceased him. And then the son predeceased, it was so oh, it wow. was the end. Yeah. It was the end That's it. for, for our Johans, the fourth. My anyway, um, but before, <laughs> but before he reached his end, uh, he was part of why he liked this wine is because he could store it for a long time. Yeah. I mean, in 1435, a long time was probably seven years, but sure but that's... <laughs> but listen you put it in the bottom of the castle like my grandmother kept the peaches in the basement and you keep them forever yeah and that's that's one of the first levels in the product fine is is cabinet because that was the good wine that you didn't just keep on a pitcher on the table for anybody to drink you put it in the cabinet for when johan came over to visit you get the cabinet wine that's i mean if I'm pulling down wine from a cabinet, you're probably getting lucky. I mean, that's the rules here at I my house. I stand on a stool. Like, <laughs> it was that weird cabinet. You know, the one above the fridge? And nothing. You can't reach that. What's in that cabinet? It's, it's nothing. Got a pitcher and some paper plates uh, and maybe like an old candle or half a pack have, of birthday candles. Mine has a carafe I stole from the first <laughs> restaurant I worked at here in uh, in New York City. The carafe. Uh, the carafe uh, <laughs> that I like to, to keep up there. Um, you know, sometimes I pull it down to throw a flower in. Yeah. But well, rarely because it's oh. above the fridge. You can't, just can't get to that. And there's enough shit piled on top of my fridge. I'm looking over at it right now and I'm like... I don't think I could actually open that cabinet door. I wouldn't do it because I'd get up there and see how dusty it is up there. And then I'd yeah. be sad about that, that I was not going to clean it. And then I'd have to just <laughs> get down and hide my head in shame. <laughs> that uh, I I do say one of the benefits of being 5'8", it's not being able to see a lot of dirt in my house. Mm -mm, yeah, no, no. It, at 5'4", it just, I can't see it. Sorry. Can't see it. Not there. Not there. This house is spotless. <laughs> From 5'8 down, clean as a whistle. Well, that's uh, did I did I tell this, this story with the ice wine? I don't think I did. I think I just said the raspberry sherbet. But stop me if I did. Uh, we went with my friend's kid, who there was so many bees, and she and Ooh. I was kept swatting the bees away. I mean, of course there was. It was a wine tasting in the finger lakes. There was a thousand bees for thousand God's sake. Plus, I was just buying the raspberry sugar wine that I was going to mix with sherbet later. So you know, it was fine. And she said to me, Auntie Jen, you just put your hands over your face, and then they're gone. And she put her hands over her face, and she was like, See, no bees, and. I'm such an asshole that my first thought was, watch her get stung in the hand. <laughs> and she didn't. So for her, she was right. right. It worked. But some of us are Man. smarter. Object permanence. It's a weird thing, isn't it? I, when you're I, like five, it's I tough. Wish, I wish we, like the last four years could have just been, no, it's not here. It's not here. It didn't happen. Look at that. Woo. <laughs> what? But Twitter's it's... still talking about what? <laughs> good, uh, good tie in there with the Finger Lakes. Because our Riesling is not actually from Germany. No, we did not get a German one. this is important to say. We did not. And when it's not Alsatian, which is right next door to Germany. It's not even Austrian, which is also right next door to Germany. This is, we have an American Riesling. What? We what? are heathens. And it is, it, it's an American Riesling made like a German Riesling. And I'm very excited to open it up and try it. Because American Riesling has that reputation of being sweet, being sickly, bulk produced. And I think uh, I think we're in for a special treat here. So why don't we go get our glasses, take a little break, come back. I'm excited. And we'll have some American Riesling. <whistles> American Riesling! All right, back in a flash. <laughs> Und guten Tag! <laughs> Willkommen. <laughs> yes, what Sean said, friends. It is, it is time. 
amigos, monamis. start some drinking on this episode of Bottled Up. We've yeah. made it through the whole first segment without drinking yet, which is uh, that's, uh, that's a first. I think it might be. We usually are pretty quick to the like facts later, drink first, but German facts need full focus. Yeah. You got to be able to say those words. Which I think I really did a fine. I I think you nailed it. (laughs) Thanks so much. I think some German linguists are going to contact us via Instagram (laughs) and compliment us. Indubitably. Yes. Just fantastic job. Would you like a teaching position at Columbia? I'm sure. Yeah, that's probably that's my pivot. <laughs> Thanks. Aww, pivot. Okay. Anyway, so what are we drinking, Jen? So yeah, we are cracking open, as Sean said before the break, uh, an American Riesling from the Pacific Northwest, from Washington State, and it is uh, delightfully called uh, Kung Fu Girl. Kung Fu Girl from Charles Smith Wines. We're up, we're doing our kung fu moves. Yep. We'll try and take a picture of that. Everybody for you guys was later. kung fu zooming. Um, um, first of all, before we even crack it open, everyone should Google this Charles Smith fellow because he looked like he escaped from ZZ Top and, uh, you know, he went on a road trip and decided to plant wine and, you know, plant yeah. wine, sure. And then, you know, and now he has a vineyard. I mean, it's one of those pivots that rich people do. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? He, he like was... when, when rich people are like, oh my God, I was doing so bad as a store owner. So I bought a restaurant. Oh yeah. No, me too. I hear you. That's yep. That's what I did. Uh-huh. Uh, sort I, of. I was doing so bad as a poor person. I bought a grooming salon. Yeah. It just went <laughs> boom. <laughs> Pivot. Um, it's fun. Yeah. Kung Fu Girl uh, from Charles Smith, who is a minimal interventionist, uh, not a natural winemaker, not a, you know, it's not a pet nat. This isn't one of those funky wines. Uh, but he does like to really emphasize the land and the grapes from where they came from. This comes from the Columbia Valley, which is an American AVA. I, I just want to add, he's also a minimal, um, what is he, a minimal what? It, it, in, interventionist? Yeah, he's also uses minimal intervention on his hair. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a large, bushy mane. It is, it is. Anyway. Um, but he makes what I, I would dub pop culture wine. Yeah, his like, even like even the labels. If I mean, like we found these. Uh, I mean, we found the same wine, but in different wine stores. It's in every wine store I've ever walked yeah. in. And they're designed by a, a, the same lady he's been friends with for seventeen years. They go on and on about her on the website. Seventeen years of friendship, like that's a milestone. They're banging. I don't know why they don't just say that. That's ridiculous. Like clearly they're doing it. But anyway, and so it's a very pop culture uh, interpretation of a Kung Fu girl, you yeah. know, it's a bit like Dutch anime. That's not a thing, but if it Dutch was anime, oh man, <laughs> wooden clogs fighting dragons with tentacles, that would That's... be a mess, right? <laughs> uh, but his wines are meant to be drunk young. There's, these aren't aging wines. I, we did talk about aging recently, but this is not one. He wants you to experience these now while they're fresh and hot. And this is a two grand 19. Yeah. Mine is. Yeah, mine too. Same. Oh, one. okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, we didn't discuss that in advance, friends. Now, look at this. Sh- little secrets behind the scenes. <laughs> Shh! Don't let them out. Don't let them know. Uh, but the, <laughs> you know, I'm sure you've seen some of his other wines around. He's got Boom Boom Syrah. Like, I remember seeing that for the first time at a wine wine bar here in Astoria. That's no longer around. It burned down. Uh, it's called Winegasm. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, Boom Boom Syrah. I had there for the first time uh, years and years ago, and then. He's got uh, the Velvet Devil is his red blend, his Merlot-style red blend. They're all very, yeah, you know. Yeah. 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 But but they are fun to drink. And so why don't we do that? Why don't we do it? And, and also, I didn't have to pre-open because it's a 
Yeah. We did it. It's a twist cap, uh, which I can open and talk at the same time, as opposed to trying to use a wine key and talk at the same time. Pouring into our bottled up branded tasting glasses. Oh, nice. I actually, uh, mine was dirty. So um, it's a dirty, it's a dirty glass. Dirty glass. It's a dirty glass, friends. Uh, so I'm using my stolen bohemian beer garden glass. Oh, lovely. wonder if they're going to open back up. Well, stop breaking the rules, friends. You do have outdoor space. Uh, so straight off the bat, we can look at the color here. It is crystal clear. So he has fined this and filtered this to get any particulate out of it. Yeah. Um, bright, bright and shiny. It's kind of a pale gold color, le lemony yellow. Yeah. Um, it's like if you've drank a lot of water and then you pee. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> description. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Get a little I, swirl here. Why I was a successful bartender. You want the wine the color of pee after drinks or no? <laughs> that's actually what uh, Dan's drinking right now. Oh. He's drinking an amber wine from Greece. Oh, yeah. No, that's a different color. That's a wine of a different color. And I'm looking at the legs here, which is, or the tears, as they're sometimes called, which is the wine running down the side of your glass after you've had a little swirl. Uh, relatively quick, relatively I was thin. like, I don't really have any. I have a little bit of bubble going it's, on. It's almost more of a sheeting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I so wouldn't. Uh, yeah, it's it's which not. It's still, I wouldn't bother to, like, swirl and stare at it, friends. It's not as pretty as other wines. Yeah. It's a 12.5% alcohol, so, yeah, medium body. Let's have a little t little sniff. Uh, Ooh. Kind of spicy. Yeah. A little bit, something maybe like uh, white pepper or ginger. Yeah. I'm, I like I like this white pepper word that... that it was ringing true to me. And then uh, some flowers, little flowers. And you could tell this this was probably 2019, pretty ripe year, because it's got a little bit of, like, pineapple. Like, like yeah, okay. very, very ripe pineapple, where, like, the pineapple is turned to the point where you're almost getting, like, acetone out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can almost take your nail polish off, yep. friends. Um, you get a little bit of that, which, unlike a German Riesling, where you'd get a lot of lime, uh, and lime peel and slate uh, and even petrol or like diesel smells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This doesn't have any of that. Not, not. But you know that. why, uh, Sean? Because it takes an unconventional winemaker to make a totally unexpected dry Riesling. In fact, one night Charles was eating Chinese takeout and watching a fight scene in a notorious martial arts film when he had an idea and a killer white wine made to be paired with Asian food and just like that. Kung Fu Girl was born. Kung Fu Girl was born. Uh, and just so we don't get sued, let's go ahead and say that straight off the website. Straight off the website, friends. We're, yeah, yeah. No, no, not, no. Not plagiarizing here. No, not even a little bit. That was right. Uh, that's his description, not ours. Uh, yep. We Neither of us are eating Chinese takeout. No, I did the other day, though. I wish I had this then. Yeah, no, no. I mean, and I um, am not watching a Kung, Kung Fu, Fu film, so there's that, too. Nothing surprising here. A little, little taste. Mm. It is so, not sweet. No. It's, very it's got dry. like almost like an apricot thing going on. Yeah. That's the fruit I'm getting. Apricot's a good, yeah, apricot and um, maybe it's like some green apple or unripe pear. God damn it with the pears. <laughs> I know they're not your favorite. No, but like we <laughs> then we keep the pears sitting around and then we have a dessert wine once we've put the pears in our crock pot. In our crock pot. <laughs> Maybe if we put the pears in the crock pot with an apricot. But I can see, I mean, immediately, not that I am, his description makes me chuckle a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It's why I cut and pasted it. But um, yeah, I mean, if you were eating 
I'm not a huge, I'm not super spicy, but even if you were eating mildly spicy Chinese food, this would be kind of delicious. Absolutely. Like it's got enough residual sugar in it to help cut through any spice. It's got acid, bright, strong acid to help cut through the fats of the sauces and the salt of the soy. Like yeah. This is, this is, it's almost got a, like a little, little like petulant kind of gassiness to it like i was gonna say mine does bubbles. mine does have you know how when you look at the glass and i am very nicely have a ring light oh, uh okay. i i have lit myself very nicely tonight um uh but i you there's little bubbles along the the glass and you you get that little that lift you know, yeah it's not it's not at pop rocks territory but you know it's bubbly it's bubbly hmm like if this was a seltzer, I'd be pissed. Like there's not enough bubbles for that, friends. But it yeah, is. Yeah, no, that's that's the the bottle of seltzer that's been on the back shelf for three yeah, years. Yeah, and... you don't want that anymore. No. Um, that's good though. I like this. Um, this is tasty. I went it's into got, it. Um... What's this? The... I'm doing. I'm doing. A, I'm doing a hand move, friends, which is only Sean can see. So that's why he's confused. <laughs> he's like, "Are you being attacked by an alien? What is going on with you right now?" It's got like it sits on in your on the back of your tongue a little bit. Yeah, like kind you know? of the back sides there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that acid. That's that brightness. Yeah. It's really, uh, so like, yeah, you really get that, so that this, feeling. Yeah, There's is, no sweet Riesling here at all. Nothing. Like if this you is, were somebody, if you were saying, if you were at a bar and I was your bartender and you were like, I want a sweet wine, I would never in a million years give you this. I would kick you in the face. Kick you in the face and give you a Kung bottle Fu of blue on. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, this, this is definitely not a sweet Riesling. This is not your Finger Lakes riesling this is not a, a cabinet this is this reminds me i know they say it's a german style and it's got a german sensibility to it but it actually reminds me more of an australian riesling because it's got the heat behind it this fruit became super ripe and so it's got yeah. those, it's not as citrus and tart like there's definitely acid it's definitely tart but it does have a roundness to it that tells me this saw heat and a lot of sun and yeah. so that makes me think of, of Clare Valley in uh, Australia. It's these nice warm weather wines um, that have that kind of white flower, tropical fruit, almost a waxy texture to it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, the Pacific yeah. Northwest does not get that cold. I mean, my brother lives in Oregon, and they this year they did get quite a bit of snow, which is mm -hmm. unusual for them. But it gets cold and damp cold, but, you know – not the same yeah run outside and pixie ice vine you know what i mean it's not it's never that cold so yeah, like it's not the mosul it's the not. columbia valley is just stunning and there's too much moisture really for it to be too too cold but like yeah yeah and, and just like in alsace uh where uh, the Vosges Mountains create a, a rain shadow, which is they, they stop the rain from coming in and cooling down and bringing that wetness and cool weather in. Uh, so you, Alsace, which is pretty far north in Spain, Spain, huh? Wow, France. Whoa. <laughs> um, it is Get this guy out of here. Like, it's got the sunniest, driest weather in all of France. That's despite crazy. everywhere else around it being like cold and gloomy. And so it's the same <laughs> thing. In the Columbia Valley, you've got mountains that block that oceanic coldness and dampness, and you've got this beautiful, dry, sunny valley. 
Well, and, and the, taste it. Uh, one of the, ex I mean, I know this is not a New York state one, but we did mention that the Finger Lakes, mm -hmm. you know, do a lot of Riesling and they do do some sweet Rieslings. Yes. I have, I can attest to that, but bees, um, bees. but um, you know, Riesling, uh, this is, this is a quote from uh, a source I forgot to write down, but I just thought this was an interesting <laughs> idea and i'll just read it mm -hmm. as opposed to trying to paraphrase it riesling has established itself as the flagship variety of the finger lakes due to its characteristic as being a late ripening grape uh riesling is well suited to growing near the deep glacial lakes of the region because the lakes retain heat well into november and in turn can maintain a slightly warmer temperature than the other areas of that region which is you know i'm from north of there mm -hmm. um in their surrounding vineyards so, you know, these these deep glacial lakes play a role. There's yeah. a reason that they're developed by these Columbia Valley and Clare Valley yeah. and, you know. Water's super important. Like water reflects that sunlight back up onto the grapes and vines and allows them to ripen earlier because the, they're getting warmer temperatures Quick. from their macro climates. These my tiny little climates just around the vines are warmer than the rest of the area because of that reflection of the water. So they ripen earlier or, and they're able to sit in the sun and grow all those sugars and develop those phenolic compounds and fun flavors and tasties and yays. Tasties. <laughs> tasties. And this, this is a tasty one. This is, yeah. I, you know, as we've discussed, I'm not much of a white gal. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that I would enjoy this whole bottle. I mean, I'm going to, let, sorry, going let me to. preface that. I'm gonna, mm -hmm. but it. I feel like it needs a little bit of the spicy food. Yeah, like it, it needs a balance for me. It's definitely high acid, so it's not something you necessarily want to drink a lot of on its own. Unless, yeah. unless you're outside in the sun. Oh yeah, no, that would be different. If we were outside and we had this on ice and we were sitting, say, yep. at the park where you should not have open alcoholic beverages in any capacity which so we would never do this correct but let's say we in an alternative universe we did this it Carefully. would be perfect it's, it's it would it's, be great <laughs> it's as refreshing as a lemonade like, yes it's got a little bit of the sweetness it's got that bright acid the citrus the tropical fruit this is this is a lemonade. oh my god do you know what this would be so good with like a peach sangria like sure. super ripe peaches and super ripe maybe nectarines mm -hmm. like just make this into like a little in there yeah yeah that would be that in a pitcher oh i don't know i don't know neither of those things i might have some 12 year old dried apricots you do have a carafe <laughs> i do have a carafe of <laughs> carafe, uh sorry. which i could make my sangria in um yeah i worked with a lady that's that's how she pronounced both words uh oh, well, i come from a small town that maybe isn't the brightest uh but eh. the eh, whatever it's fun to say it that way i'm not gonna lie Listen, I'll pay my 22 shillings and I'll say carafe. <laughs> I don't care. Um, but I might have some, you know, 12-year-old grapes or uh, apricots somewhere. I could just, just dried get, apricots. Yeah, just soak <laughs> that them That we're going to rehydrate with. Yeah. With <laughs> Should that be? <laughs> well, you know, we talked, we talked about the cherries, the dried cherries soaked in sauterne and dipped it. Yeah, like let's. Let's do that with some dried Listen, apricots. Everybody was kung fu fighting, including my <laughs> half dead dried apricots in this wine. I'm gonna have another sip this, here. This is very nice. It's very good. Mm. Cold. Like as the first couple of sips were were yeah, it's got a slightly it's it's slightly different as it warms a little. Yeah, I'm me. getting a lot more floral 
flavors yeah. out of it as it warms up and getting a lot more white flowers, chrysanthemums, jasmine, that kind of. Oh my of... God. The last time I chewed on a chrysanthemum, <laughs> boy, did my neighbors get pissed. They were like, get out of our garden. <laughs> it's like I've never been kicked out of a wedding faster. Oh dear. Well, I mean, should I've, and I've slept with the bride's little brother, but you know, you um... eat one chrysanthemum. <laughs> To be fair, the bride's little brother was feeding it to you. Yeah, I mean, listen, don't yuck other people's yums, friends. Absolutely not. We are not here to kink shame. Uh, but At I'm all. Take this opportunity. Uh, I've got my little uh, home is where the wine is waiting um, wine tasting notebook. Where you're going to write your newest chrysanthemum kink down? <laughs> well, I'm going to take some, some, wine, some tasting notes, and I think this is a thing that if people are drinking along with us, they should do. Take some notes on the wines that we're drinking. Um, if you're a Patreon member, you get a, a heads up yeah. beforehand so you can you can buy the wine and drink along as you listen. Uh, and just keep a little record if you liked it, if you didn't like it, and because that can help steer you in the direction. Uh, like, it, say you really like this Riesling and you go to the store and there's not a lot of Riesling, but you can kind of, I like floral white wines. You can kind of, delve into options that are similar like maybe a chenin blanc from south Ooh, africa i do like a chenin blanc like uh similar options and if you take notes you can kind of keep track of that and you can grow your and, wine and if you don't have a dollar store notebook like sean does you're welcome um you. you could you could i mean i'm a big fan of taking a picture of the wine uh and then having the the photo in my phone too especially if it's something i really like because odds are i'll walk back into the wine store and i'll be like i've tasted half this wall what was the one i really liked (laughs) and they're like jen jen you were yelling about all the bottles last time and the wine guy's like can you just take your baileys and go home okay sorry (laughs) uh so yeah um so this is by Charles Smith Wines. Not Charles Nelson Riley. The origin is Washington State, specifically the Columbia Valley AVA. And in I, I think I read this on a text sheet from the uh, the distributor, which is Constellation Brands. Um, I believe so. Within the AVA of Columbia Valley, there's many others there's like 13 or 14 others and one of them i believe is the ancient lakes of columbia valley and i think that's where this vineyard is uh I okay think I, I can't confirm it but i'm it's sticking in my mind so this is there a there is a bowl of rice with chopsticks on the back so there i don't know is, if that helps it's you a 2019 it is a 12.5 percent alcohol it was 13.99 Ooh, you got robbed boo yeah well we know where i went so yeah it's a little more expensive and that's because it was late last night, and I paid for delivery. Oh, okay. There we go. Because mine was ten ninety nine. Well and I, done. And that's I put it in my car. Ten ninety nine is what this wine should cost. And it is a delightful ten ninety nine bottle. Yeah. So if you were, you know, like, listen, we often when people talk about pairing wine, they're often like, you have to pair it with this charcuterie board or this braised. L- elk meat you know and listen <laughs> we're, elk meat. we're not all eating like that you know what i'm saying like i'm ordering a burger from jackson hole here in astoria or i'm ordering chinese food and this wine would be delightful with either you like to put a little frank's hot sauce on your burger because you're from buffalo like listen this is good <laughs> stuff for that is what i'm saying so what i'm writing down here so i wrote down the specifics about the bottle the whens and the wheres Uh, And then I did a a quick note on the nose. It's floral, it's citrus with a little bit of tropical fruit. Uh, And in my notes section, I'm just writing down that it's uh, lightly effervescent. 
Um, Ooh, good phrase. Yeah, lightly effervescent, just like me. Oh. Oh, my husband would tell you I'm extremely effervescent. <laughs> Gaseous. Yeah, uh, no, I assumed. Very <laughs> type glass. Uh, that it is spicy, will pair well with spicy food, and it was $10.99, $13.99. Would buy again. I'm going to give this three and a half stars. Out uh, of? Out of five. Okay, okay, fair. Um, I don't think it's a four star. It's no. not quite balanced enough. Agreed. The acid's a little driving. It doesn't have the sweetness to balance it, but it is quality for the price, and uh, it's a pop culture wine. It's a fun wine. Yeah, like, it makes it makes me proud that this is this is an inspired descendant of the twenty two shillings that Klaus spent in fourteen thirty five. And with that, I say we take another little break here. Before <laughs> Jen tries to say their last names. <laughs> We're going to go find our own shillings. And when we come back, we'll talk about serving and pairing Ooh. and uh, what to look forward to in the future with Bottled Up. Woo! Woo! And welcome back. I've got an ice pack on my face from getting Kung Fu punched through the Zoom screen by through Jen. Through the Zoom screen. <laughs> my kicks are fast as lightning, friends. <laughs> They're fast as... Uh, Verizon cable internet speeds. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit frightening. It was a little <laughs> bit frightening. Like I fell out of my chair. Um, Listen, just, I've got expert timing. I'll keep going. A reminder, we're drinking <laughs> Kung Fu Girl Riesling from Charles Smith Winery in Washington State. It is delightful, lovely, floral citrus, lightly sweet, lightly petulant, high acid, great food wine. Uh, usually about now, we would tell you how to serve this wine. Well, we've kind of already mentioned this needs a nice uh, spicy or like a heavier something to help you cut through. Um, I, I think that I, I'm going to go on record and say I would enjoy it more with such a dish in front of me. Sure. Um, you know, maybe some some spicy chicken uh, and rice or something. I don't know. Sows. A little ge- Yeah. I mean, but only one pepper because I'm a baby, um, you know, <laughs> something easy, uh, yeah. but still delightful. Or even even um, for, you know, people who prefer American Chinese food, you know, some orange chicken. Oh, orange chicken. You know, yes. you get your Panda Express. But I think this would pair equally well with the spicy Szechuan chicken or... Um... If you're swinging by the mall first, friends, or <laughs> LaGuardia's Terminal C, you can pick up some Panda Express. I think there's your... one on, on 47th and 8th now. I think there is too. How sad is that? <laughs> um, it also would be good with like a spicy Indian food too. Like sure. I would, oh, I yeah, would be kill it with, with a like... sock paneer or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really only like the tiki masala because again, I'm a baby. <laughs> uh, actually, it, and I was just—it just popped in my head, hot pot. This, like, if you're at a hot pot restaurant, um, it, which can be an intense and hot experience just from the physical room being warm, this would be really refreshing, and it would cut through that that marrow broth, which is really fatty, really nicely, and it would go well with the Szechuan peppercorns, like. This is a hot pot wine. That's what I this ju- is. I just sent my nephew. My nephew is a big fan of ramen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for his birthday, I found him a t-shirt that said powered by ramen. And then I found a bunch of ramens, not in English, um, and just sent him over and was Set like, best of luck to you. That one has a lobster on the front. It's probably seafoody. <laughs> um, but one of them had the words egg block. Oh. I don't egg know block. what that is, huh. but. I wonder if this Riesling would cut it because it does sound gross. When I um, was in uh, when I was in Korea for the last uh, Olympic Games, our, in our little media village, they they put all us journalists in one place so that we can't get yeah, in too much trouble. But we do get in a lot of trouble. No, they um, just got but they got to keep your trouble corralled. <laughs> exactly, but they they build these little convenience stores for us. And I went in the first day to buy uh, eggs or something. Sure, um, egg blocks. 
egg blocks, but there's a row of about 97,000 kinds of ramen or, it, it, with little cute chickens coming out of eggs. Oh my God, they're adorable. Fire. Yeah. Uh, there was one of a Pikachu fighting. There was <laughs> like, there was one that had Cookie Monster on it. I'm like, why, why, oh. what does Cookie Monster have to do with ramen? But I That's bought a, it. It's a dessert ramen. <laughs> No, I it was that. beef flavored. Oh no, that's wrong. Okay, that's not right. <laughs> it's weird, but uh, I think with ramen, with a hot soup, with a spicy soup, this wine would be phenomenal. I think. That's oh my a... gosh, one of those soups that that you watch a friend eat and it really makes them actually cry. <laughs> this would be great. Dan had one happen. the other day I've and he was he was crying and sweating at the table. He's like, I have um, a meeting soon. <laughs> oh my! I went. Yeah, I had dinner once with my friend Chris, and he it, the soup was so hot that he was like purple like his cheeks were like waiters were watching him like it was purple and then like he was crying and i was like are you even a little bit enjoying what you're eating and also can i have your fortune cookie because you're gonna die like i don't this is dumb and, and it's true, um, if the person dies at the table with you then the fortune is two times as true oh so, that's yeah, a rule i didn't you know, know that's a thing that happens um, my god who knew? but uh with this wine while you're eating your hot and spicy soup or your general so's chicken or your tofu and mung beans um <laughs> serve this there it is there, there it is, is. We, the, we are listen, 11 word, for 11 the word mung should not be in food <laughs> uh but serve not this right. cold this serve should be yeah. at 48 to 50 degrees pop it in the fridge for two hours before you drink it Definitely. Um, and I, while well, I am not as, I'm a big fan of whatever you want to put your wine in becomes a wine glass. As yep. we all know, um, I would definitely uh, go out on a limb here and say stem glass people. Cause you, it really, the flavor of this wine has changed in the course of, of yep. our recording as it warms even just a little bit. It's not like either of us are in a hot box, but like it, as it's warmed just a little, it's it, the flavor is shifting a little bit and it, and I preferred it when it was, Icy cold. Icy cold. Yeah, uh, it's nice. Not, not like, enough to put an ice cube in. Don't be no, animals. No, I would not water this down. I think it's pretty fragile, and if you water it down, it's gonna be become gross. Cold. But um, yeah, serve this cold, uh, and and just drink it and enjoy it. Don't yeah. don't hold on to this forever. Buy this and drink it the same day. No, this is not one to tuck away in your cabinet and ten years later pull out and be like, wait, the oregano's gone bad, and when did I buy this wine? Uh, that happens at my <laughs> uh, house a lot. Get the wine, Johan's coming. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's <laughs> Johan the 84th. <laughs> but if you have this wine and you like it and you want to go and experience other Rieslings, because there is a huge world, huge, it's huge, huge, huge. Uh, of Riesling out there. Um, quick few tips. If you want to go German, look at those labels. Look for the word Trocken, T-R-O-C-K-E-N, Trocken. That means you're going to have a dry wine. It's not going to be sweet. If you've got cabinet, spot lace, auslace, beer and auslace, uh, or trokin beer and auslace, uh, then you're going to you're going to have a sweet wine. And if that's what you want, awesome. Right. Just Go know what it. you're looking for. But know what you're looking for. You look for dry, look for young, and you know look to pay about eighteen dollars for, for a for high a German quality one. German Riesling that you're going to enjoy. And it's going to help open the world for you. Um, and while that, you know, it's true, they say for, you know, for most people, once you go German, you, you never go back. Go um, you never go that. All right. It got yeah, weird. Sorry. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but also as we have found tonight, if you are going to shift to the Americas or shift the other way to Australia, Australia. Yeah. Or even there, South, they, there's Riesling in South Africa too. 
there's lovely choices in all those places. And obviously American wines, it's just going to say dry on the front because we're stupid. Yeah. So, well, it's also, it's, it's become our nomenclature. It's how we label things, sweet or dry. It's, yeah. There's no middle ground for Americans. No, this is wine. This sweet is. <laughs> and dry. That's no. it. And this that's it. it. Uh, yeah. So just really investigate your labels. Uh, if you're going for Australian, look for Western Australia, look for Clara Valley. I think that's, you're going to be your best bet for high quality Riesling from Australia. Uh, <clears throat> apparently my voice is cracking. Uh, I'm kung, wow. got, got Kung Fu there. Um, yes, got the Kung Fu girl right in the throat, <laughs> right in the throat. Uh, but yeah, go explore the world of Riesling. And if you're going to have a party, here's a pro tip. If you're going to have a party, once we're all vaccinated and we're able to be I was together to say, when safely, we can have parties. Um, a magnum or a large format bottle of Riesling is the single most impressive thing you'll ever see, because Riesling are these tall, narrow bottles, right? True, true. The, you never see it in like your short stout Chianti bottle or anything. It's these tall, narrow bottles, and so when you get a magnum of it, it's like three feet tall, and it that's is amazing. So cool looking. I got one for my birthday a couple of years ago. I have pictures of me cradling it like a baby. It's just. <laughs> so much fun and it makes you it makes you seem like a baller i mean nice it, to seem it, like a baller it might only cost 20 or 30 dollars but you walk <laughs> into a party with that bottle and everybody's gonna be like what no that's true that's true. it's like when you buy the big box it's the same <laughs> people get very excited if you've got the big box of wine so you got the extra franzia samesies <laughs> this barefoot is huge am i right <laughs> um. And if you happen to be in New York City, uh, the bar, Wine Bar Terroir down in Tribeca is probably the biggest champion of Riesling in the world. Wow. Like, he holds classes on it. My like, goodness. He's got a menu that's probably 100 bottles deep of Riesling. And we'll, like anybody, all the staff there, they're all highly trained. They're all certified or advanced psalms in the court. They're super smart they love chatting about wine they love teaching about wine so if you just sit down and like yo let's talk about some riesling buckle up because right? it's it's a time and it's it's great so it's a resource that we have here in the city and if you're in the city go check them out that's amazing we didn't get paid we're not sponsored by them oh no like, i just that's, really that's like a, them. sean just really likes them <laughs> yeah i'm just it's a important fan. yeah yeah no, plus, I mean, listen, a hundred choices of the same named wine, which is usually a hundred percent that grape. That's right. Often made the same way. Like that's a crazy world to explore. Like, holy yeah, cow, I mean, you, it you all depends on how it's grown. Two vineyards on the same hill slope, one's further up the hill, one's closer to the water. You can taste the difference. And in, shit runs down. Oh, wait, no, different. Oh, okay, no, sorry. But in, uh, <laughs> this is true in Washington as well as as the Rhine and Mosul and Faltz and Baden uh, and Germany in general. Like you cross the street and the soil is completely different. Like the whole makeup is geologically different. And that changes how the wine tastes. And I think that's just such a cool thing. And Riesling is a really great way to experiment and learn about that. And so can our bonus episode thing. be about the plates moving and how that all happened, you know, geologically? Yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, <laughs> hey, do we have any, uh, any geologists listening? If so, hit us up. We, you could we, call in because Sean we'll and I would talk for about three minutes on that. <laughs> and then we'd stare at each other quietly at the Zoom and be like, so how about that Cookie Monster ramen? Yeah. I mean, but, I uh... took geology in college and got very excited when I found a newt. <laughs> so, <Ooh. laughs> yeah, see? Wait, those aren't. Nothing to do with rocks, though. 
but uh the future yeah, no. was not impressed with my find <laughs> if you are a geologist or even just like a rock aficionado and want to want to call Maybe. in and chat let's if you're let's a witch who loves crystals we're in like yeah. we don't care tell me how you charged your crystals under the third full moon of riesling and <laughs> sorry i don't it's mean to the, be dismissive the dawning of the age of chardonnay sean it's different oh oh but anyway oh. for more comedy go to our patreon friends no that's terrible uh but definitely no not not the part about our patreon this terrible line of jokes we just tried um was terrible uh but definitely great. check out our our patreon uh if you're if you are a patron um, you have been drinking along with us because you already knew what we were. You already drinking knew today. what we were going to be drinking today. There was no surprise for you. You also were like, "Yeah, apricots." Um, <laughs> you know. Um, we also, you know, we put up videos and videos, and footage, fun facts, and silly things that only patrons on Patreon have access to. Yeah, you know, just. But also, we have things. we have plans, and we we do this all ourselves, and 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 it would be awesome if you'd like us to support us, because then we can do more things like Zoom happy hours Zoom together happy with you, hours. and and once we can some live fun. So we we'd love to have you looped in and and supporting and and part of the um the bottled up bunch. The bottled up bunch. You are the berries on our grape bunch and we love and appreciate you all. Aww. And if you just give us a few bucks, we'll love you even more. It's um, amazing how that works. <laughs> that said, it is now Wednesday the 14th. This is episode 11. The next five people to sign up for Patreon <gasps> will get a very, very special drink along gift from Jen and I. This oh is my God, very we exciting. can't wait. We're so excited. Also remember your taxes are not due tomorrow. So calm down. Calm down. Um, you got an extra month. You got an extra month calm down. And then, uh, so you'll have plenty of time to sign up for Patreon and then actually start addressing your, your taxes in like three weeks. Yeah. So you've got time is my point. Uh, that might be how I handle things. Maybe you don't handle them that way. Maybe you already did it and you're oh better than God, us. Oh my God, who fine. is that person? <laughs> They need uh, to drink more wine. They need yeah, some kung this, fu, girl. W some special, this special prize is going to be so fun for those five people. Oh, my God. Uh, this is going to be great. We're excited. We're we're probably more excited than you will be. But that's <laughs> different. That's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And then look for us sometime in May. We're going to have a, um, a drink-along happy hour where everybody can join us on Facebook Live or Zoom. And we will figure all that out in details in the future. Yeah, we'll we'll tell you about it. Yeah, we got we got you know. some episodes to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is you know this was our completely thorough and all <laughs> questions answered about Riesling episode. Yeah, you should be uh, scholars now, Riesling yeah. scholars. The one about the Riesling is what this would be called if we were a Friends episode, um, right? Um, uh, yes. <laughs> um, I think I'm Monica in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm forever Chandler. Just forever. the asshole. Just... Um, yeah. Uh, or no, remember when they had a duck and a, and a goose? Do you remember that season? Joey and Chandler had. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I you feel know, like I'd be the duck. I, the local bagel shop has friends on all the time. So I've been getting reacquainted with friends when I go pick up my coffee and bagel. Fair. Um, it's I, the good. It's the best. I was it's... happy to lose those memories yeah no the first the first several seasons were great and then it just got weird um you know as as most things do it's why the real office ended after three seasons okay i'm just saying okay and with that i think and the anglophile is gonna close us out for the day with her <laughs> shitty opinions we're gonna go people, off people love and the drink office, our I'm riesling <laughs>
This Riesling's hitting me hard, kids. 12.5. It's no joke. No like, jokey. A lot of Riesling is 10. This is heavy. This is 12. But uh, thank you very much for tuning in. We hope to see you and talk to you soon. And until then, drink up. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> Auf Wiedersehen. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kicks were fast as lightning. And of course, it was a little bit frightening. They fought with expert timing. There was funky Chinatown and little Sam something. Hey, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to this 11th episode of Bottled Up. Jen and I attempted to talk a little bit about Riesling, which is a huge and broad topic, and I hope y'all learned a little something. We had a lot of fun making it, and we hope you had a lot of fun listening. As we are a self-produced two-person team, this has been a lot of work, and we're really proud. A huge thank you to everyone who has come along for the journey. Our Patreon is now live. If you are enjoying Bottled Up and would like to see how you can support us and help this little wine podcast become a big wine podcast, please check out our Patreon and consider becoming a patron. Patrons will have access to Patreon-only content and early releases of our bonus episodes, along with first dibs on tickets to future live events and other fun perks. We have support tiers to accommodate just about every level of patron, and they all come with great gifts. Check out patreon.com slash bottled up for more information. Again, that's patreon.com slash bottled up. If you enjoyed today's episode, please head over to your favorite podcast listening platform and like, rate, and subscribe. Those likes and subscribes are crucial to moving us up the charts and helping more people to discover Bottled Up. As always, if you have questions, comments, are interested in sponsoring an episode, or just want to chat, you can find us on social media on Facebook at Bottled Up Podcast, all one word, or Instagram at Bottled underscore up underscore podcast. We love to hear from you, so don't hesitate to reach out. Until next time. Cheers.